top of the morning to you, <laughs> and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm a little buzzed up, actually. I've been <laughs> at Grand River since 7 a.m. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. No green? Green on, uh, we might have to go to the sock. We might have to go to the shoe, shoe cam. Let's make it just the sock cam. <laughs> These shoes are coming off a hard winter, Adam. Okay, just the sock cam. Ah, nice. Perfect. <laughs> it is, of course, uh, St. Patrick's Day, and right now 40 degrees, and the weather service is predicting today a high of 70 degrees. It's going to be awesome. Isn't that great? Oh, it's going to be awesome. Um, and soccer practice for my daughters moved outside already. So, you know, what's funny is I bought indoor soccer shoes. They arrived last week and now I don't need them. So if anyone's looking for a size four and a half indoor soccer shoe, I can make you a good deal. Uh, winter's not over. Oh. Uh, already today, uh, with St. Patrick's Day, uh, revelers are out and about. Uh, parties starting as uh, early as 7 a.m. at Grand River Brewery, also at Bone Island Grill, and at uh, Grand River Brewery, quite a few people um, already enjoying a uh, brunch, an Irish uh, brunch, and the traditional Irish beverages, and a uh, wonderful time being had by all. Doesn't it just make you want to party? I think it, it really puts, does. Yeah. yeah. So um, they've added some. Oh, there's you and uh, Valdone. Yes. Um, there's no one more Irish than, than Valdone. She's 100% Irish. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And she's going to have a long day. And so are these folks. Uh, it's traditionally, according to uh, Nielsen IQ, St. Patrick's Day is the highest grossing day of the year for U.S. bars and restaurants. <laughs> uh, beer sales uh, jumped 174%. Uh, on St. Patrick's Day. Stout sales in Chicago spiked 688% over St. Patrick's Day. So, you're I get the feeling that we all kind of need today. You know, we yeah. need, we need to, everyone needs to have a good time, have a safe time today. Um, I think the weather is going to be really the hit of the day, to be honest with you. A lot of the festivities will be able to uh, move outside where it will be safer. At uh, GRB today, uh, Piper of the Irish Hills performing right now, Vic McDermott and friends at 11, DJ Fatboy at 3, John Lewis Good and Act 3 Band at 7, Dirty Bird uh, having festivities uh, mainly in the lunch hour. They're going to have uh, K105 there. And uh, what else is happening? Uh, the Town Bar is bringing back Phil and Ginger's famous corned beef dinner. Have you had that? <laughs> no. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, the town bar, uh, they've got a lot going on starting at around 12 o'clock and uh, they will be serving that until they run out. Two to six, Mike Holiday will be DJing and they have drink specials all day. $4 Killian's draft, $4 Guinness cans and I would like to take a couple of our guys down there and buy some of the $5 Irish car bombs. <laughs> uh, Bone Island Grill and it's their 17th and 17th birthday, it's their golden birthday yeah. on St. Patrick's Day. So Bone Island Grill will be hopping. St. Patrick's Day pop-up at the Brass Rail starting at uh, 5 p.m. They're gonna have uh, live music and uh, great food. Shamrock's got, Shamrock Bar, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, Rick Wilson and crew, I heard they have a tent up. Mm -hmm. So a lot going on. Um, Duffy's, of course, is a good stop. 
Um, Duffy's K105 will be at Duffy's from 7 to 9. Uh, the Chase um, will be busy. Irish, or Jerry's, uh, Jerry's Pub, they have a great menu. Corned beef and cabbage, Irish egg rolls, green beer, Irish whiskey. Um, it's just going to be a good day. Everyone's got a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, St. Patrick's Day parades are returning in full force in uh, Chicago. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot let off the parade on Saturday. They do it on, on Saturday. That's not Mayor Lightfoot, but uh, <laughs> no, no, that is not. No, that's just a reveler. But um, the biggest St. Patrick's Day uh, parade, uh, there's uh, Lori Lightfoot, but the biggest St. Patrick's Day parade is in, of course, New York City. It's the largest and oldest of them all, first held in 1762. Starts at 11 a.m., runs 35 blocks along Fifth Avenue, past, of course, St. Patrick's Cathedral and Central Park. I was actually in New York City on St. Patrick's Day uh, once really? several years ago, and oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Um, the whole city is just, it spills into the streets mm -hmm. and it's all day long. It's just, uh, but yeah. they expect that to be back after the last two years. They didn't have the parade. They had little gatherings at dawn um, so that the crowds didn't uh, gather. So, like you said, a lot of this is uh, going to be back in fall force mm -hmm. for uh, St. Patrick's Day. One of my favorite St. Patrick's Day stories was... Uh, a lot of the JTV staff went out one year. It was probably 15, 16 years ago. We did a bus and went all over everywhere. And oh one of, um, uh, he doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> um, one of the, one of our coworkers' wives threw up on the table. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, and I was there, Brandon was there, Stephanie was there. I mean, it was insane. I know. Yeah, it was, it was. It was awesome. It was absolutely mm -hmm. awesome. And um, <laughs> I immediately left the table. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Like at a, and this is what was funny is it was like six o'clock. It wasn't even late. We just were starting. We were just starting. Yeah. And all of a sudden. Was that, it was at uh, Artesian Wells. It was at Artesian Wells. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was at Artesian Wells. So. Oh, that was uh, uh, yeah. one for the books. Well, you know, those are those kinds of uh, stories that make St. Patrick's Day legend. That's right. That's yeah. right. What are, you, what are you doing for St. Patrick's Day? Um, well, you know, it's been a uh, crazy birthday week celebration for uh, my wife. So we went out the last two nights out to dinner. But today, I am. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna slide around town a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, town bar. I'm gonna stop by town bar and and see Dan Watts. And I think I'll probably slide over to Grand River. Uh, maybe Dirty Bird, maybe Chase, but uh, I won't have to walk too far, I know that. No. We've got a lot right out the front door, so it's going to be a fun day. Yeah. Uh, most of the people that uh, go into the town bar, um, they never leave. I, well, that's when I go into the town bar, I usually don't leave. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. They're going to have some great uh, specials. And really the food, like if you have not been to town bar since uh, Dan Watts has been the owner, food is, the, they really... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, added a lot of nice food options, so you can uh, definitely uh, check that out for sure. I recommend their chicken sandwich. Guess what I'm um, eating today. What will you be having? Nothing. Uh-oh, why is that? Well, I foolishly scheduled um, a colonoscopy. Ooh, you don't like saying that word. No, I, I Say it again? I can't even say it right. Say it again. I've said it wrong every time Adam, I say, say it. Adam, say it for me. Say it. <laughs> That's how you say it. I don't even say it right. 
Um, have you had a colonoscopy I before? Have. Oh. I have, and I recommend everybody have them. <laughs> uh, but mine is tomorrow, and I thought, okay, well, that's perfect. It's the day after St. Patrick's Day, but then I get all these rules. Yeah, you can't have your corned beef and uh, cabbage. Nothing. Mm. Nothing today. No food today on St. Patrick's Day. Well, I'm sure so. you'll be a treat as the day progresses. <laughs> uh, sports, Michigan Center. Uh, the Michigan season comes to an end. Um, shout out to Michigan Center Schools. What they've been able to do uh, in their sports programs, making these deep runs, and I know they're honoring uh, their fallen uh, classmates that they lost so tragically in the summer. Um, you talk about a hell of an effort. No one gave Michigan Center a chance to win the district with Vandercook and Napoleon in there. Well, they beat both of them after going five OTs to beat Lumen. Um, just a heck of a run, and they've got to be proud. Unfortunately, their season ends to Bath, the Bath Bees, 62-51. to And it was a uh, heck of a game. It was tied. 39 all heading into the final eight minutes of actions, but Bath outscored the Cardinals 23 to 12 in the final quarter to earn the title. Michigan Center finishes the season with an 18 and seven record. And of course that district title. Senior Dalen Hinkle got hot in the second half scoring 10 points in the third quarter and six in the final quarter uh, for 16 points and three assists. Carter Cosmet added nine and uh, the Fighting Bees will uh, play, play at Lumen Christi. They won't play Lumen Christi, but they will play at Lumen Christi against E-Course 7 o'clock next week. So that's it for the locals. It was a uh, great season for sure, and uh, congratulations to everybody. Enjoy your spring break, and then uh, back with spring sports. Yeah, what a great um, season for Michigan Center, and really it was, um, it was fun watching all of the – um, athletes of winter sports and really a, um, a shout out also to all the volunteers, um, the officials, the referees. Uh, there's so many people that are involved in, in, in allowing these kids to play. Yeah, and a uh, shout out to our guys too. Um, the hours and hours and hours that uh, you guys have worked, we appreciate. Uh, our sports director, Noah Baker, I think he he live directed every single basketball game, football game we've done in the last calendar year. And um, you can't have any time off, Noah. We're going to need you here at 7 a.m. tomorrow because we've got more stuff to do. But thanks. Uh, we just wanted to say thank you to everybody. Uh, we know it's a lot of work. So thanks to the JTV staff uh, for all of, all of the great work this year. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. There is no other station in the world, literally, that as many live and uh, Delayed high school sporting events, as does JTV. That's right. right. Here in Jackson. That's right. And yeah. thanks to our uh, staff, for yeah. sure. And they don't get the bucks like uh, Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman. Did you hear they've signed with ESPN? Yeah, and it took me about 30 people telling me this for me to believe it. Yes. And I still don't believe it. <laughs> Adam, is this true? Yeah. Okay, it's true. Now I believe it. <laughs> Joe Buck will be paid nearly $15 million a year, and Troy Aikman almost $18 million. And the tragedy of it, I think, is um, they're paid uh, quite a bit more than the greatest uh, current sportscaster, Jim Nance. If I, yeah, yeah, I know. Jim Nance is the greatest of all time. 
And uh, th this will be, uh, you know, I think this is going to work out well for ESPN. I know a lot of people, especially in the Midwest, do not like Joe Buck, of course, because uh, of his annoying, annoying voice. <laughs> no, a lot of people just don't <laughs> like him in the Midwest, and I think it's because of his um, tie to the uh, Cardinals. Well, you know, in, in reality, Joe Buck is, is a pretty good um, broadcaster. Other than golf, he's no good at golf. But, and no. Troy, he's, he's good. Um, He's pretty good. They become familiar with you in your living room. I mean, they've been a team for a long time. I think it's going to work out really, really well for ESPN. It will be interesting to see how these two large, uh, large personalities, uh, overpaid gentlemen, coexist <laughs> with some of the other um, now underpaid gentlemen at ESPN. So we'll see how that works out. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, name the two people they're replacing. Uh, Mike Tirico, Tony no. Kornheiser. No. Uh, Dennis Miller. No. <laughs> you remember when they did that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really can't. Booger McFarland. No, no. No, the point is you can't name them because they were they were they were not they were not big names. Yeah, they were not. Um, oh, we've got some wedding news. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah. Um, Twixie and Cowboy have got uh, have tied the knot. That's They're nice. two year old Brussels Griffins. Ooh, this expensive. is the new the new thing, the new rage, is dog weddings and cat weddings, too. Uh, even cat nuptials are uh, popular. But um, Twixie wore an appliqued lace uh, with a ruffle of layered tulle waist. The groom donned a handmade silk cotton tuxedo and top hat. Uh, they invited um, 37 other Brussels griffins to the wedding, and 32 of them showed up. Um, the guests enjoyed a meal of puppy chow uh, from Vestal's Catering in Dallas, as well as a puppuccino bar. $25,000 for the dog wedding. Uh, just a quick uh, Google of how much a Brussels Griffin costs. A yeah. couple grand, but if you do your research, you can find a nice puppy for around $1,000. So really not that bad. It's not, no. it's not overly <laughs> priced for a, uh, for a designer dog. A couple of news notes. Um, the pandemic, even though this is the two-year anniversary, it's still with us. Uh, four new cases yesterday in Jackson and three new deaths. And of course, uh, Ukraine uh, invasion uh, occupying everyone's minds. And did you see uh, President Zelensky speak to uh, Congress yesterday? I did. It was like a scene out of a movie. It's unbelievable. Um, it was unbelievable. I, I can't ever remember uh, anything to compare this to. Um, it was amazing. Um, you know, he definitely has, has, he has America's attention, for sure. He's got all of our attention with this. The video that he showed of what is actually happening in Ukraine heartbreaking. is heartbreaking and staggering. Um, so it's just awful, 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 awful. I know uh, Biden, that he, he, I think he sent like $800 billion more dollars. After this, uh President Biden called uh, Putin a war criminal, which of course he is. Right. And according to um, the Kremlin, um, Putin says, oh, those comments are unacceptable and unforgivable. So it's amazing. It really amazing. is just uh, amazing what's going on. And I, you know, doing research on this, listening to what, you know, far right folks are saying or far left folks are saying and then listening to uh, politicians, 
I don't really think anyone knows the greatest answer of what to do, obviously, because anything that you do can be um, determined by Putin as an es escalation of war. Um, so I don't know. It's I, no one wants to. We do not want to go to war. I we don't want. No one wants to go to war. I like um, uh, President Zelensky's idea that all the peace-loving countries in the world form this coalition U24 that together within 24 hours of an invasion or conflict or war to shut it down, and that's what we need. Yeah, but you're dealing with uh, someone who doesn't uh, play by any set of rules no. other than his own. So um, I think the next. A uh, week and a half are going to tell us an awful lot about what's going to happen the next few years uh, because if this just continues and continues to go, um, there are probably countries that are not going to sit around and just continue to watch and watch. And you can only dump so much humanitarian aid. How do you, I was talking to someone yesterday, how do you feed three and a half million people? Well, you can do that for a week or so, but then what? Okay, because mm -hmm. you've already have three million people in Poland that have been there for two and a half weeks. Um, so then what? Uh, it's 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 awful, it awful situation. Uh, who's on the show today? Today we have a great show. We have uh, Dr. Vivek Keck from Pix Center, and uh, he'll join us right after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. The Morning Show being brought to you by Vermeulen Home Furnishings. Today would be a good day to buy some green furniture. Uh, of course, they have uh, green in all colors <laughs> at Vermeulen's in their third generation as a family-owned and operated They take pride in helping people furnish their homes with comfortable brand-name furniture at affordable prices just west of Westwood Mall in Jackson. Our first guest on today's show is Dr. Vivek Heck from the Pick Center. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. Well, it's uh, good to see you two years after the initial. Uh, I think we all look a little happier than we did. Definitely. Um, so we're definitely in a, a, a lull. Is it the final lull? I hope so. I hope so too. Don't know, but I think if you look at the previous uh, pandemics, typically it's a two-year cycle and uh, second year being worse than the first year. So I think we are probably in a true lull, but time will tell. We're seeing cases uh, on the rise in Europe, and that has got to be complicated by the war. That's, uh, it can't help. It, it certainly is not going to uh, make it safer. Yeah, I mean, any social upheaval is a very ripe, uh, fertile ground for pandemics to spread. I and mean, you individuals mulling around, kind of going to different places. You don't know what the vaccination status is. The underlying uh, situation in terms of food and water supply, sewerage is also not the greatest. So it's pretty easy for infections to spread in that setting. Now, hopefully SARS is not going to be the big player right now, but I think you're going to see an uptick in numbers for COVID definitely. The question is whether it'll be the same thing that we saw six months ago. I hope not. I mean, there are newer variants that are going to be spreading around. But with majority of the world, hopefully, at least in our neck of the woods, being either vaccinated or having had disease, the next uh, uptick 
I think is going to be milder. As, as uh, yeah, I remember at the start of the pandemic, we learned that um, these viruses mutate until they be can become something like the, the common cold. Um, or is it too early to, uh, to call it that or we'll still, we'll still it's have It's too to early. I mean, I think part of the stuff, I wouldn't make the case that the uh, pathogenicity or the virulence is decreasing. Mm -hmm. It's just that we are becoming stronger. Sure. I mean, our immune system is catching up with the virus, so we are becoming a little bit more attuned in trying to fight off this uh, infection, whether with the vaccine or whether from uh, your own having had the disease. But the virus itself is, I mean, if you have individuals who've never been exposed to the virus or have never had the vaccination, they're still going to be in trouble. And we are played out best in individuals who, whose immune system is weak, partly from uh, chemotherapy and everything else. So those are the individuals who are still getting sick. The pandemic, uh, you know, it's affected everyone differently. You've had some people that have been afraid to, to leave the house for two years. You yeah. know, it's kind of overcome their life. How, um, you know, how can they get out of something like that? Just creatures of habit? I mean, it's creatures, I would, if you have an underlying tendency to be very anxious, the pandemic hasn't helped you. I mean, it's in fact exacerbated that. Mental illness has been kind of the hidden pandemic which has been underlying this overt pandemic that we are seeing. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's something, putting your foot out in the water and then gradually uh, stepping out into the water, knowing that there's gonna be some setbacks. I mean, my sister-in-law is exactly, she mm -hmm. hasn't moved out of the house for two years and yeah. uh, my brother, when he is started going back to work, She's been having heart attacks on a daily basis, mm -hmm. kind of if his nose and she freaks out. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You see a lot of that, and it's uh, you know, I mean, some folks have had two years of isolation, and that is not not normal for humans, correct? No, I mean, I think, and definitely, I mean, we are creatures of social habit, and mm -hmm. uh, if we could live in uh, isolated caves, we would have done that all our lives. <laughs> At what point? Uh, does the, the pandemic um, shift to being an en endemic? I mean, I think we'll find out. I personally feel that this fall, kind of, whether we are going to have level cases like the flu. So we'll have to see what happens in summer. Our uh, attitudes about the pandemic have changed as well. We, you know, yeah, there are still people who won't leave their house, but we were all washing our groceries in the early days. Um, people are just, they're exhausted and choose, I think a lot of people are just living, we're gonna live our life, we're gonna live normally and pandemic or not. Um, the, our response to the pandemic, is that going to impact um, how the pandemic um, could potentially end? Well, I think, uh we are seeing people move out anyway. I mean, I think we've reached the limit of our tolerance for yeah. staying inside. So that's happened. I think what's going to change personally is the fact that you'll probably see a lot more people kind of wear masks where there are a lot of people around. So airports, kind of stations, concerts, you'll see people wearing masks a lot more. So that I think is going to be one long-term benefit, I think, from the pandemic. Kind of, we have a heightened appreciation of what why the other thing is, uh, I suspect uh, people who think this was much about nothing will still have that attitude kind mm -hmm. of stuff.
We, uh, I think Hawaii is the last state to um, kind of remove the mask mandate. A lot of people are calling for airlines to remove masks. And I've, I've, you know, you can read a study about whatever you want. Yeah. Um, I read one saying that the, the air circulation is really what protects you in the plane. And you know, what, what are your thoughts? It's, it's tricky. You have all those people I mean, with the, masks eating. The air circulation is definitely the thing that protects you. The trouble is going to be if you put somebody next to you yeah. coughing, that air circulation isn't going to protect you. Okay. The question then people will ask is, does the mask protect you against that? I mean, I think uh, in some ways, decreasing the risk of uh, spreading the disease is probably the thing. I mean, if you wear a mask and you're the sick person, that's probably more protection mm -hmm. than cloth masks on somebody who's sitting next to you. Well, anyone that remembers uh, the days where you could actually smoke on an airplane uh, knows that uh, air does not uh, completely um, heal itself in oh, yeah. minutes <laughs> on an airplane. Well, it's an airplane. Well, it fills with smoke. I mean. It, it was a joke to begin with where there was a cardboard divider, no smoking beyond this point. Right. The whole plane was full of smoke. Yeah, well. If you traveled, you, you got off a plane smelling like a bowling alley. Well, I, that was the way of life back then, I that think. Was so you, was. Everyone smelled like cigarettes. That's just the way it worked. <laughs> yeah, you just stood next to the toilet and smoked there. Kind of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 17 members of Congress are suing the CDC, mm. seeking an end to the federal rule on um, the masks on airplanes. They filed a suit Monday. They asked the court to step in and lift the rule. The members of Congress, who are paid $174,000 a year, said the cost of purchasing masks caused them ongoing financial harm. Interesting. Yeah, I just, one thing I'm worried about, and you know, we're getting a little off topic here, but is uh, now that mask mandates are gone, I'm worried about the more uh, videos that we're going to see from the airplanes of, you know, people not willing to wear there've them. Been, so. There have been over 4,000 really? yeah. incidents on, yeah, yeah. 4,000. Yeah, so I do enjoy yeah. watching some of those videos, but mm -hmm. I am glad that I'm not on those planes. So I think it's just a wait and see. Honestly, I think at some point in the middle of the summer, we'll see probably lift it and uh, we'll go about our business. But yeah, I mean, I think anybody who knows what's going to happen in the future, I would buy whatever they're selling <laughs> because they obviously know a lot more than anybody else. Yeah, yeah they're, they're experts. But even before the pandemic, we saw, I remember uh, traveling, uh, a lot of Asians were wearing masks even before the pandemic mm -hmm. when they traveled. It was common. I, it's pretty common. I think if you were from uh, Southeast Asia, you'll frequently see people wearing masks and it makes sense in some ways. I mean, respiratory viruses, especially if you're a reasonably good quality surgical mask, you're less apt to get it. I mean, I think in the hospital setting, if you are respiratory virus before all of this started, you were put in a room and anybody who visited you was wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And it did help in decreasing the risk of acquisition of the disease. So I think uh, wearing masks in crowded settings is something that I'm going to be doing, partly because, I mean, forget flu and COVID, typically make you miserable for a week to 10 days. And if you can avoid misery, wearing a mask is a very small price to pay. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, people forget that during the last two years, a lot of decisions and a lot of uh, things are trying to be made in real time and uh, a lot of things going on. So of course, not everyone's gonna want to be on the same page. We are gonna be right back more with Dr. Vivek Hack from the PIC Center after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. 
If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. We're joined by Dr. Vive Keck from the Pick Center. Dr. Keck is a infectious disease specialist. So COVID has quieted down a little bit around the office, but you're still busy. Yeah, I mean, uh, there are the infections. As I tell patients that if you see us, it's never a good sign, but we see a fair amount of people who are not in a good place. Yeah, I feel like the only disease I have even thought about in the last two years was COVID. I forgot everything else existed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, Pfizer wants to get approval for a fourth uh, booster dose, and it's likely to get approved, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, the data is reasonably clear that there's waning of immunity kind of down the line. I mean, the question often is, how much does the waning of immunity correlate with developing severe disease after getting exposure? We don't have that there. But I suspect there's going to be a fourth dose approved, and uh, significant people will get it. I mean, whether 100% of the people who got the third dose will get the fourth that's going to happen. But I would say probably 50 to 60% will get it. I know there are people who are already received the fourth dose, people that are immunocompromised. Um, and we've got, in terms of the safety of the vaccines, in the, in, I guess, 14, 15 months that we've had the vaccine, has it been proven safe? Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's probably one of the most safe vaccines that we've had so far. I mean, in terms of uh, uh, long-term side effects, at least in the last 18 months, we haven't had any. The issue with myocarditis or heart inflammation in kids has been typically related to mainly kids, self-limited, meaning they get over it. And that can be decreased by extending the between the shots in kids. So I think overall we know that it's a fairly safe vaccine. And uh, so far there hasn't been any signals about long-term concerns that people were raising. So the question though is gonna be how long will people, will there be a fifth dose of vaccine down the line? And I don't know, I think we might have a different set of vaccines come down the pipeline, which probably give you more long-term immunity than these sequential six-month doses. Because, I mean, people are going to be tired if you keep on saying every four months you're going to get a shot. Yeah. Well, we made a point when you look at the start of this pandemic, where we started to see places like China and Italy mm -hmm. uh, get overrun with the disease before it reached the United States, that a vaccine roll out to protect a population um, before it hits, hits the shores? The short answer, I think, is going to be yes. Uh, if you think of the flu vaccine, each year the flu vaccine composition changes, partly based on what's been seen in the southern hemisphere. So now sometimes the time frame is pretty short that the people who make the estimation what the vaccine strain is going to spread can be occasionally wrong. But typically, with most respiratory viruses, and I'll use flu, southern hemisphere hits, then it comes to the northern hemisphere. So let's suppose the next pandemic happens in whatever year, and it starts somewhere. By the time it reaches the states, I think you're going to have three to four month uh, lag period. And with the mRNA technology, I think you could develop a vaccine during that time. The question is going to be whether you'll have the data to say that it's efficacious 
and more importantly, whether it's safe. I think you could, the technology is pretty safe. So you could get a vaccine that could be deployed before the disease hits. So mm -hmm. that's definitely going to be happening. I mean, I think the technology is there. You could develop a vaccine within 8 to 12 weeks. That's amazing. But then it becomes a question of whether people will. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's a separate question, whether people will be willing to get the vaccine. I think it all depends on the severity of the disease that you're fight. I mean, mm -hmm. if it's something for all its uh, mortality, I still think COVID mortality was 0 0.4, 0 0.5%, so four in a thousand. If you have a disease that has 10 times that or even 20 times that, 4%, 10% mortality, people will be more willing to get the vaccine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Ebola. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> or flesh-eating uh, disease. Or <laughs> People's uh, flesh dropped out their bones. Is that something? Uh -huh. It might be a movie. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it sounds like a movie. I, I don't think I've seen anyone with that uh, disease. I think that's the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> well, if there was a vaccine against that, I would take it. I'm sure you would. Yeah. I'm sure you would. We also have uh, pills. Yeah, I mean, I think there are two different oral options. So they are a lot more in a better place for uptick in COVID numbers than we were even a year ago. So there's oral options, the monoclonal antibodies, there's the vaccines. So there's a, we are in a definitely better place. And I think overall, even if there's an uptick, it's not going to be like either the Delta or the initial Omicron variant. So we'll be in a better place to kind of fight if it happens. I hope it doesn't. When the pills first uh, became available, very limited uh, protocol on who could get the pill. And it, wasn't, uh, it, was it was hard to find. There weren't that many. Yeah. What's the state of that now? It's gotten better now. Partly, I mean, I think, A, the numbers have decreased, so the number of people who need the drugs is obviously lower, and the supply chain issues and the production of the medication has increased. So it's kind of, uh, I'll use the monoclonal antibodies. The criteria were very strict initially. I, you had to be a risk factor, so they have kind of loosened. So if you need the monoclonal antibody or if you need the pills, I think you can find it these much more easily. People, can they ask for it, or is it, is it going to be your provider that makes the determination? Well, you can ask. I think there's criteria for it, but most of the time, if you ask for it, you should be able to get it. Because the people who are getting the disease right now, a lot of them are kind of fairly young going about. But if you fit the criteria where the risk of you kind of getting significant disease is high, you should be able to get the drug without it, too much issues. And there's still people... Um, there's about 700 people in the state of Michigan in, in the hospitals right now. Yeah. Um, at Henry Ford Health System overall, it's about... Less than 50. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And here in Jackson. Less than 10. Yeah. It's great. But still people on, resp on ventilators. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff that people... Once you get COVID, I think uh, unlike the flesh-eating bacteria stuff, you don't get sick very quickly, nor do you die very quickly. So if you get on the ventilator, you stay on the ventilator for a fairly long time. It's in weeks. Uh, we've had patients who've been on the ventilator for months on oh end. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, there was a, a, a patient in uh, Arizona who just got out of the hospital. Well, that's good news. After um, 550 days. 45-year-old uh, guy, healthy otherwise. Well, thank God he's out. He was in yeah. nine different That's amazing. nine different hospitals for 550 days. Thank God none of the doctors <laughs> gave up on him. Yeah, <laughs> which is a good thing. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure uh, 
his family also didn't give up on him. That's the big thing. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that must have been very expensive. Well, hopefully he had nice insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was a uh, politician. Then we know he wouldn't have to pay. Father of five. Man, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Right now, though, he's, got, um, he's working to regain lost function in one hand. He had to relearn how to use his arms and hands, eat and swallow, and even do speech therapy. So That's amazing. I mean, he's going to be with him for life. Yeah. Wow. We appreciate um, all of your great information and your time. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, from the PIC Center, infectious disease specialist, Dr. Okay. Up next, uh, we've got um, biking season getting underway. Um, Matt Flynn is here from On Two Wheels. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. With us now from On Two Wheels is Matt. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. How are you guys? Well, we're doing well with this weather, I can tell you that. It is so beautiful out. Yeah. Can't wait. Isn't it weird in Michigan how it goes from the middle of winter to bike weather? I think we're all used to it. It's only like summer and winter and like a week in between so yeah. of each season. So uh, it's, it's definitely nice that it is warming up and we're definitely experiencing that with a, a lot more foot traffic in the store this last week. So It's so nice that... Matt Flynn rode his bike to work today. Really? Yes. We've been commuting all, we've all been commuting all week, so if you drive by and there are no vehicles in the shop parking lot, we're there, we promise, but we have all, <laughs> we've all started riding our bikes to work this week. It's so. funny you mention that. I drove by around 11.30 the other day, and I'm like, where are all the cars? Our, okay. bikes, our, bikes, bikes, our bikes are parked inside, That's so funny. we are all there. So That's really uh, one of the things about On Two Wheels, Everyone that works there is, uh, is a biker is, and really <laughs> fanatical about it. We are, and that's what we love, is share our passion with everybody. And, and when you walk into our store, you know, we're not just selling you a bike. You know, we are all passionate about our sport, and we love sharing that with our Jackson community and, and everybody else. Now, there's so many uh, different styles of, of riders that you're going to encounter coming through the store. It could be a... Uh, uh, a competitor wanting a road bike. You've got, you guys have have unbelievable mountain bikes. What about a bike for uh, just a dad who wants to ride around the neighborhood with his daughter? Do you have like those too? Andy. <laughs> we, we do have bikes for Andy. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's a, that's a large segment of our business being yeah. so close to the Falling Waters Trail, which is a, a fantastic, um, it's a fantastic thing for our community. So yes, we do have bikes for everybody, uh, which is a fantastic thing. Who's that little guy? Is that uh, Adams? That is, uh, that is Griffey uh, nice. a few years ago. Okay. So, you know, uh, <laughs> a great segue. I mean, we have bikes for, for all ages. You know, we're fully stocked on kids' bikes right now too. So uh, balance bikes, kids' bikes, adult bikes, you know, we have it all right now. So. Yeah. He looks like a Griffey, and that's an Irish name. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, so it is. is Flynn. Flynn is an Irish name. Uh, even though I was born in Michigan, I guess we're all Irish today. Oh, uh, yeah, for so. sure. Uh, talk about uh, just the layout of the store. Every time I come in there, I think, it's, I think it's one of the best merchandise stores I've ever been into. It looks awesome. It's uh, modern, cool, and uh, just talk about the overall feel of, of the store for when a customer walks yeah. in. 
Yeah, Adam does a, phen a phenomenal job of just uh, keeping things fresh, whether it's a new paint job inside the store, whether that's just changing the layout of the store to, to keep people engaged. And, um, you know, the great thing is, is that all the products in there that we have, you know, we believe in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that we would ride on our bikes ourselves. So, you know, uh, we always just encourage people to come in, have a conversation with us, and let's make this, this year your best riding season yet. Yeah. I think Adam is OCD. Adam? Mm -hmm. Adam's just great. It well, I mean, he, everything is perfect. perfect. Yeah. yeah, it looks great. Everything's awesome. Sure. It's so, uh, <laughs> it's so nice. Um, I've, I've been in there when people are getting their, their bikes repaired. I mean, it's, it's a full service shop. We are a full service shop. And, uh, you know, touching on that real quick, you know, it's a great time to bring those tune-ups in. You know, this is that weather where people look at their bike and go, Oh, I haven't touched that since September. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe it's collected a little dust. Maybe there's a flat tire, but it's a phenomenal time. Still not as busy as what we will be in a couple of months to get that bike in and, and let, us, let us get you ready for when it actually does permanently warm up. The supply chain. Remember the uh, early days of the pandemic, everybody wanted a bike and they were hard to find. What's the state of the business now? Uh, they are still, there are still a few segments uh, where bikes are hard to get, uh, but our shop is fully stocked right now. We've done a great job this winter, and uh, as the pandemic kind of rolls on, we're doing a better job of learning of, of how that supply chain is working for us. So uh, it's a learning experience day by day, and we've done a phenomenal job. So um, even if you don't see something in the store, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have it in the next uh, you know, week, two weeks, uh, things like that. So. You know, the biggest thing that we're excited about right now coming up on our calendar is our anniversary party mm -hmm. uh, in a couple of weeks. So we're excited. So How many years? 33. Wow. No. We, uh, they've been there, we've been there since 1989. That's awesome. Wow. That's amazing. So the anniversary party going to be April 2nd and obviously uh, it'd be a great time to come out and visit on two wheels. Saturday, April 2nd, even if you don't want to buy anything, you know, phenomenal event for our community uh, just to say thank you uh, for keeping us there for 33 years so you know we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have hot dogs we're gonna have beverages for the entire family and uh, and everything is gonna be on sale that day cool. I uh, I know you I see that cool shirt I bought you one of those shirts for Christmas I know I love it yeah, yeah. you guys yeah. have uh, have great stuff in there well we appreciate that and bike riding is a beer drinking sport I don't think so. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll plead the fifth amendment on that no, it really, I mean, for a lot of people, um, it's an ice cream eating sport or a beer drinking An sport. ice cream eating you sport, You get to the end sure. of the ride, there's a reward. And yeah. for some it's beer, for some it's ice cream, for some it's uh, sauna, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. What about if people are, uh, you know, they wanted advice on where to ride in town. Sure. Um, you, guys, you guys have all that information? We do. You know, the great thing is that uh, we have a great mix of, of riders that, that work there, uh, from Adam and myself being road riders to Austin and Pat uh, being, to being mountain bikers. We have a great lay of the land, whether that's mountain bike trails, roads, uh, safe roads to ride on, where to be, where to go. Any one of us can help you, um, which is a phenomenal resource. What do you like about uh, uh, biking in Michigan? It's beautiful. Um, we have a we have a we have a beautiful state, uh, and whether that's Southern Lower Michigan or even to travel an hour doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, we have great seasons. You can experience anything and everything, um, and I I love our state because it is just beautiful. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people who travel of the vacation for the biking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't go on vacation without seeing a lot of bikes on the backs of cars in this. How about um, 
your uh, product line, anything new? Uh, what what uh, brings you to rep? We still rep Trek, um, Cannondale. We have, uh, have a great uh, starting lineup uh, for, for electric bikes called Haven, which is a great offshoot of Univega, which is a, a very common name in bike shops. Um, also, we're, uh, we're debuting our new jersey, our annual jersey, uh, at, our, at our anniversary party. That's always something that we look forward to is our, our yearly jersey. And, and last year and the year before kind of got put on hold. Yeah. Uh, but this year, we're, gonna, we're debuting a brand new jersey. So, Yeah. It's awesome. Do you have it uh, on two wheels jersey? I, I don't. No, I don't. Do you have a bike? Yeah, I do. Five new color, uh, five new colors of jerseys uh, debuting nice. on uh, one design, five different colors. So nice. excited about that! I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing you guys soon for sure. Can't wait. So now's the time. Yeah, absolutely. People's um, bikes, even though they might not have uh, had any mechanical issues uh, while it's been in storage over the last few months. The air does leave the tires. The air does leave the tires, and that might be a common thing. You may not have a flat tire, even though your tire is flat. Mm. Pump up some air in there and see if it holds. If not, and you just want a nice check over, you want us to just give it the, the blessing, bring it on in. Um, and we've got great mechanics there at the shop. It's what's kept us there for, since 1989. So uh, look, at, look at anything. Get a, get a positive review from a, a customer, whatever it may be. but. We're positive that if you come in the store, you will leave satisfied. Yeah, if you're uncomfortable about something, take it to uh, on two wheels. It's it's no different than if you'd get your car looked at before heading on a long road trip. You hear that weird noise? Bring it in. That's right. Matt, is the uh, Michigan ride calendar back uh, fully populated? We're getting there, and uh, we're excited seeing that as well. Um, you know, whether it's through the League of Michigan Bicyclists, um, they have their full ride calendar out, and we're going to be bringing back our on two wheels group rides and and we're excited about that you know we finally feel that it's safe enough mm -hmm. to to tie our name to a, a ride again uh so every one of us uh, at the shop uh, is going to be leading a ride this year or we're planning on leading a ride whether it's a mountain bike ride i'm going to be doing a tuesday night ice cream social ride uh, pat's going to do a mount or the mountain bike ride and adam's going to do a sunday morning road ride so we're excited. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, joining us today. And Love being here. Yeah. You should come on the Sunday morning ride. There's breakfast involved. Yeah, I think I would like that. Yeah. I know. It's a I great need, time. Yeah, I need. I do need. I need a new bike. I do need a new bike. So I'm gonna come see you guys real soon. Well, we open in seven minutes. So <laughs> perfect. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll see you in eight minutes. Perfect. Matt Flynn from On Two Wheels, and again, that anniversary party is April second from ten to five at On Two Wheels. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Today's show has been brought to you by Homesteady, a full-service one-stop shop for all your home's needs. Homesteady provides warranty, seasonal maintenance, and handyman service. Protect your most valuable asset, your home. 
convenient scheduling, experienced and trusted technicians, and we have used them. I can vouch for them. They do a great job. Give them a call today, Homesteady at 833-496-9466. That uh, license plate story we had the other day, the uh, F-A-R-T. Yeah, we're still doing that. Uh, the woman has been um, told she can keep the license plate. She just can't put it on her car. Oh, well, so, that's good. All's well, that is well. That's great. We've been talking about uh, St. Paddy's Day. Here's some shots from Grand River already this morning. We're going to be out and about. We'll have uh, photos and happenings. I know Jeff, our photography, he, photographer, he's going to go out to a couple bars, take some photos, maybe have a drink or two. Look at all that merch. So it should be fun. And that uh, that's a look from this morning. There's even a, a photo station here. Yeah. We've got these giant... Uh, displays where you can get yeah. some great uh, selfies. I ran into uh, Griffin and he told me he was he had to blow all those balloons up. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, so it looks great in there. And um, you know, um, this will be a great place or the chase or um, all the, the Dirty Bird, all these places will be a great place to watch at 1215 on CBS, Colorado State and Michigan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do you think about that? Number six, Colorado State, number 11, Michigan. I'm excited about it. I may have been talking a little too much during the week about how good Michigan is and how disappointed Colorado State was gonna be. And then uh, Michigan's <laughs> not gonna play without their point guard as he got elbowed in the nose and is in protocol. So uh, Michigan will be down today, um, but again, they were, they were, uh, they were a man down last year when Isaiah Livers was hurt. So we'll see what happens, but uh, hopefully Michigan gets off to a great start. Yes. Likely to be some first-round upsets, but, um, well, the days fall. There's uh, how many games? 16? 16, 16 today. 16. 16 tomorrow. It should be yeah. so much fun. I will be looking forward to uh, Arkansas versus Vermont. Yeah, that should, be, that should be good. And you've picked Vermont to go all the way. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we've all filled out our, uh, our brackets. We're just playing for fun, of course. And uh, I accidentally picked Baylor to win. So uh -oh. somehow, and I can't root for Baylor either. So, hey, that's all for uh, this week. Hey, Monday morning, join us. We're going to have Sam Hunt from the YMCA. Mark Schisler will be here. And Angela Madden from uh, the Hot Air Jubilee. Later today on Bart's show, we'll take a visit over to Grand River Brewery. We'll also have Phil Van Allen and Robert Campbell. We visit the Jackson School of the Arts, Jennifer Scanlon from the Brokerage House, Dave DeBaker, and Stu Kale from the Walton Insurance Group. That's all for today. Happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs>